8 Robinsons TV presents a Yellow Tub Creative Production. The Rooted in Love Show. You are watching The Rooted in Love Show. Well, yeah, welcome back to the I'm Rooted in Love Show. We've been talking to uh, our good friend and mentor, Mr. William C. The legend. The legend, you know, <laughs> talking about childhood and, and we, we just, uh, trying to make it on up, see about, you know, some of the teenage years and making it on up after that. Well, yeah, we had, we was around the high school years, like, and you're dropping some gems on us, y'all. That, I mean, you brought something up. So in the, in the type of area that you lived in, like, let's talk about some of those struggles in high school, like some of the things that you, you, you had to do to get through. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. We're talking about what DC well, area and well, well, one thing was the transportation situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had three buses that went in front of our, in front of our house. You couldn't get on the B1 because that belonged to Woodland Raiders. Okay. Okay. You couldn't get on the B2 because that belonged to, um, oh, what was that group? Uh, man, it was a boys down in Douglas and, uh, are these like gangs? Yeah, so this is like half gang affiliate. Like this is like our squad. It's, it's and you ain't getting on this with us. It's sports too. Gotcha. Cause we come together and play football. Oh yeah. And, but the thing oh. is, so you had B1, B2, B3. B3 was before Stan. And we would come together as neighborhoods and see who had the best football team, you know, rep, rep game all that. Right. So one time we lined up and we were winning by seven points, but then, uh, there was no lights on the field. So let's you know these these fathers uh put lights around, they put the cars around the field, right, 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 right? But then all of a sudden you start to see that, wait a minute, that ain't Tony and, and that ain't Michael. That's their father's line. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, Yeah, because this is how long this tradition has gone on. And wow. nobody wanted to lose to the, the guys with Fort Stan because we lived in the you know, the, the, we had detached, attached homes, but we lived in the home instead of the apartments. And right. The and of course, that's how, you know, so you was considered a little more well to do. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, my father went to work every day and I told him, I said, I said, dad, you know, you go to work every day, but Andre's dad sits around, drink beer and, and, you know, he hanging out on the stoop. Right. I said, What's up? <laughs> I was like 12. My father looked at me, turned around, and walked up the stairs. You know, but that was a moment for him to give me a, a lesson in economics because I was, right. I was woefully not understanding right. what was going on, you know? All right. I knew we had fun in those apartments running up down the stairs. I knew it was for fitness. Apartments, you right. know? Right. I was running 12. We did that too. We said that all the time. Running okay. those stairs. Get your legs right for your sport, you know? But yeah. the thing is that uh, if you miss that bus and you had to get on any of the other buses, you might get stomped. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. One time I was on a bus and uh, I made a mistake. I had a girlfriend, a uh, high school girlfriend, um, and she had a girl from uh, one of her friends from Bowling Air Force Base who came from Switzerland or something like that. But they came over my house. We were going to Smithsonian. Smithsonian right. was the cheapest date you ever had because it's free. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, so we get on the bus and so we stand away from the bus. So I said, no, we don't want to get on that bus. But the little girl is stupid. She got on the bus anyway. So I'm like, oh, 
damn, I had to get on that bus. Well, the next stop was group of the of um the pitch place guys. You know, pit pitch place guys, right? And they stand there. Well, one dude had on one of those world champion belts. Oh, okay. Wow. No shirt, full jock thing and all that. And his gloves. And he had about 12 other dudes with him following around. And he jogged and talking about, you know, but it was it wasn't a real belt. Right. You know, I don't know what the dude was doing. But he sees me on the bus with these two girls. Next thing I know, I'm trying to like I'm telling them, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> right. Next thing I know, box of gloves in front of a face. Like, and I turn around, I'm like, oh shit, what you going right. to do? Right. <laughs> so, um, my girl who went into the army, she retired lieutenant uh, colonel, very proud of her. I ain't going to say her name. Right. You know, yeah, don't say her. Yeah, I ain't going to say her. <laughs> so, I'm uh, very proud of her if she ever sees this. But um, she had an umbrella pointed right at this guy's jump. Wow. That's like, that's my girl right there. Right. And the other girl was Snowflake from Switzerland. Gotcha. So they ain't never seen that before. Uh, uh, she pasted. Yeah, they ain't never seen that before. You know, we're talking about like, wow. You about to go down. So uh, I'm like, oh man. So I said, hey, Mr. Bus Driver, you better get these fools. <laughs> well, I'm trying to go up awkward, right? Right. <laughs> I was scared as crap. I'm gonna get my ass whipped. Oh, this girl, they ain't gonna never leave it down. Not she, ain't, she ain't gonna prom with me. Ain't nothing gonna happen, right? So, the bus driver was very uh, savvy. So, instead of making a right turn, he made a left turn because the police station was down there. Right. Okay. And he stopped the bus in front of the police station. Oh. And uh, saved my life. Did any of the guys ever just come right at you for playing tennis? Because, you know, basketball, football, did they ever just be like, well, I'll tell you, I, I got one other time I got on the wrong bus, but um, there was a brother named Craig Stevens. He was Sugar Ray Leonard's uh, sparring partner. They were oh, in wow. the neighborhood. And uh, I'm on the bus, and uh, they were giving me a hard time. So Craig came over and says, um, hey, didn't you see this guy was in the Washington Post yesterday? He going places. If I find out anything happened to him. Oh, wow. Real solid, too. So you had an OG right there. Yeah. 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 Craig, Craig's no longer with us now, but, I, but I'll never right. forget those moments. Wow. That's powerful, man. And also his brother named Robert Green. Uh-huh. And um, eighth grade football team. I'm playing defensive back. We had a ninth grade. So we had the middle school, Virginia High. Right. So I'm playing defense back, eighth grade, trying to take some spots, right? So this guy named Scooty, Scooty, walked up to me and called me, boom. Really? Don't come practice today. That, it was that serious that he pulled, he pulled out on you, pulled a piece. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There was a guy, um, Robert Green came, called him Staker. He comes out. He said, hey, man, don't do them like that, man. Why are you doing them like that? And the school, he put it down and walked away. Well, I went to practice. School, at practice. I'm trying to knock his head off, you know? <laughs> right. And, but I'm smaller. Right. So, uh, he said, all right, all right. That's the way he'll do it. So the next, uh, the next day, we had these classrooms that they opened like saloons. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Westerns. So mm-hmm. I walked through the saloon doors, 
The teacher, the teacher was like the bar set up. She had that right. right. That's that my own mind. Right. And I walked up on the side of him, looked down, and I took him. He was out. They signed those security guards coming, police coming. They never called my mama. Never yeah, called my mama. I'm sitting in the office. And they said, why did you do it? Why did you do it? They said, you just walked in the room. I said, this yesterday, he pointed a gun in the hand, told me not to come to class, not to do, not to come to football practice, rather. Right. And now I see him in class, so I don't know what came over me. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> right. So they went to his locker, found a piece. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he went to Julie or whatever. Man, you, whatever. you dodged that bullet. But as far as um, our community, uh, we were respected for tennis because we hooped. Gotcha. Okay. We ran track. I, I ran against uh, Ronaldo and Nehemiah. Oh, really? Yeah. In a practice. I didn't do the hurdles. Well, I was about to say, no. you did the hurdles. Yeah. No, I just ran on the, on the sprint, on the, on the okay. hurdle. He did the hurdles. But uh, I saw that track wasn't in my, in my future. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, but no, we had a lot of opportunities. Gotcha. In Washington, D.C. And, um, and, you know, I keep talking about, you know, what the, the drug, the war and us did, did to us and how yeah, transition and transitioning now. And, uh, we, we got to be up on that. And I tell everybody, you know, look up normal national organization, recreational, uh, marijuana legislation, because we got to get something back. We lost too many brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts and right, fathers yeah. and, you know, and just too many, uh, not to have any type of um, reparation or, or repayment yeah, or something, you know? Yeah. Right. And uh, so Normal is the advocacy group that, that is doing that. And um, I've seen it. I have friends right. who had uh, a friend of mine, Glioblastoma, he was an Atlanta Fire Department um, captain. They told me in three months. Shop the Rooted in Love show merchandise at the number 8 r o b i n s o n s dot com subscribe to the show on youtube and facebook be sure to like and comment they told me in three months he got medical marijuana license in, in um in georgia and he lived 70 more years and got to see the birth of his two grandchildren wow yeah, before, before he passed and uh you know, it is a organic, natural situation. Yeah. So it's taken from us because um, they rather used it against us to bring it. Yeah, it was, it was a way yeah. that, like you say, just to really keep a community broken up. Yeah. And yeah. to pull key people out of a community and lock them away for some people to still have yeah. take away a little bit yeah. of method. I did all 50 states by the time I was 50 years old. And um, when I go to these places now, these small little hamlets and townships and, and villages and you know, smaller cities, you know, I call it, uh, it's my uh, nook and cranny tour of America. Right. I'll find myself in the areas where I'm like, wow, never would have thought something like this was here right. in a small little town. Right. And, um, I see so many disparities in education and economics and the whole thing with this January 6th was because we had such a disparity. Right. You, know, you, you can be uh, talking about uh, Marie Antoinette and the French Revolution. That's where we are right now. Right. You know, Obama was a transition. Trump was a transition and weeded out 
You know, you turn it on the lights, you see the roaches run. Yeah, now you can see. Yeah, that's, that's what's going on. It was like it was necessary. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's bad, but it's necessary. Yeah, it's, it's, you have to confront things. And like that's something I'm learning later in life that yeah. some things have to be confronted. Yes, and you, it can't be confronted until it's put in front of you. Exactly, and, and you know, and it well, has to come out. They say you got to stand for something, or you fall for for anything. That's you know? true. Yeah, I actually question because that that was things I experienced in high school. But along with what y'all saying right now is when I also told stories and said things on a podcast, and a couple people listen. Oh, I didn't know that happened to you. And I would be looking at them like, y'all was at the same school. You was in class. Yeah, you was in class. class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's the it's the selective. Tone. Was the, college the same for you? Like by the time you got in college, that things started to get improved. Well, the college was different because tennis wasn't oh, up here. Oh, gotcha. You know in DC and in certain social circles, but uh, now Texas Southern, yes. That was the first school you went to was Texas Southern. Texas Southern. How did you get there? Like, what made you choose, or did it choose you? Like, how did? Well, I had. Um, I told the coach I never lose to a uh, player from Georgetown because when I was 15 years old, I played my first pro tournament. Okay. And it was a Rose Park uh, Invitational. And I was playing Howard's coach at the time. And he told me that if I lose to him, that I had a bona fide scholarship on this team. And that told I I, I beat his ass. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then I went to I, I wanted to be as far away from D.C. as I could. Okay. And yeah, uh, I was the first in my family on both sides to go to college. Wow. And to graduate as well. Oh, wow. So, um, and you got out. Well, and that's away. the thing. I wanted to make, I was the oldest. Right. So I wanted to make a, uh, a, a roadmap. Gotcha. Because I used the older guys in the neighborhood. And now of the, let's say, 16 players, in our neighborhood that played tennis and everything uh-huh. else, um, only five finished college. Okay. Wow. wow. And had an opportunity to go. My brother had a chance to go. He chose, um, a, a different path, but, um, that's a tough reality. In college, the reality came in because I went to two HBCUs. Okay. And they didn't have the same type of experience mm-hmm. on the, on the tennis side. But see, the tennis side taught me because of so many international players. Right. On right. that all-time list of the MEAC I was telling right. you about, there's only three Americans. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, only three Americans. Yeah, wow. We're going to publish that list. We have yeah, we'll put, we we yeah, we'll, we'll put it up. <laughs> I don't know, that was so long ago when I had a six-pack and whatnot. But <laughs> <laughs> my wife said, well, what happened to this guy? I said, he's still in here. <laughs> and, and he, we talked about it. He before. ready at a moment. Most notice. Right. Holding them hostage right, right now. But the college was was a different experience. I only went to I went to my third college football game just uh, about three years ago. Oh wow! I was working in uh, in Charleston and, and uh, came over to Orangeburg because on the weekends I was working on my game. I was playing the satellite pro tour. So when class was done, I was right. Busting up to Columbia, to Charleston, down to um, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Right. I was trying to get that experience. And that experience led to this small black school. Never played Clemson. Never played. Clemson was ranked four. Wow. In the country at that time. We lost to them. You played nine matches. We lost to them 5-4. They never wanted to play us again. It got too close. Yeah. You know, that, that should, wow. we should have the state. Presbyterian. We played Citadel. 
Oh, wow. Citadel. I remember seeing it when they were top yeah. yeah. They put their plebes around the court at attention. And wow. We would go pick up balls and stuff like that, and you get called in word. Intimidating. Huh? You get called and spit on, that kind of stuff. And uh, we kick Citadel's ass. Right. You know, calls at Charleston. South, South Carolina State now, since I graduated, has won, I think, about 24 titles. I gave, that tradition. I gave him the first three. Wow. I, I just, oh, you, man. You said that fast. That's something else you said fast. Y'all get caught the N-word and spit on why you playing ten? The match is over. Think about somebody. the football dance we're watching now, where somebody somebody spits on somebody, and it's, it's this big fight. Like the discipline it takes to yeah. take that and still say, oh, "No, I'm just gonna beat you on the court." Like I don't know if I had that at that age. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? That's what Doctor Johnson, and that's how Arthur Ashe did it. So it was ingrained in us when the ball is close to the line. And that opponent said, oh, yeah, that was good. Dr. Johnson taught off the ash and Althea Gibson. Can't leave her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Althea Gibson, uh, who I, I met, met, met these folks and, um, sad the way her life ended. Right. Um, mm-hmm. because of, uh, of the racism and everything that she encountered. But Dr. Johnson made it possible and he, and he set the tone. Right. For how you had to be okay. to survive. Out there. Same thing with William Powell, who was the first black man to own his own golf course mm-hmm. oh, wow. in the United States, up in, up in Ohio. It was William Powell, because uh, he had his daughter right. was on, on the um, LPGA, as well as Althea uh, Gibson. But it takes that type of focus. Um, so, <laughs> as far as um, the way it was much different in college, the way certain socioeconomic and so many different levels came from everywhere. Right. right. You, had, you had the farm, farmer's sons coming into school. You had the, the, uh, the mayor pro temp son coming to school. It's, it's just so many yeah. different. It sounds very various. diverse. Like yeah, very, very diverse. So when I was a tennis player, of course, I'm in the gym hitting on the wall and we wore those Dr. J shorts back then. Right. You know what I mean? Girls were up in the stands. They watch, okay? Right. They're up in the stands doing their homework. Right. 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 <laughs> but I tell you what, you guys are not frat, right? No. Uh, okay. I know that might be some problems. <laughs> <laughs> what they did was the Deltas. I'm going to say this delicately. And I know it's tough at HBCU. Because I'm going to guys. The Deltas always wanted their girls to be with the captains of the teams or whatever, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I was presented with a young lady. Yeah, I was getting scouted. <laughs> yeah, you got me. You got you, did, you, did you got a Delta. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was crazy. Cause, you know, it was crazy. But um it was much different in college because um a lot of cats hadn't been around uh that type of socialization. Right. But it's a totally different thing than right. football, basketball, the whole right. thing. You see in in Atlanta, Alton is this huge. But um, I remember um, we had a player from Nigeria, and uh, the football team had him cornered by the theater. I mean, you know, they grabbed him, like, lift over the head. Right. And you know those red little berries with the sticker bushes? Mm-hmm. They yeah. always put in front of the building so they don't want to cut the grass. Right. They took my boy and threw him in there. Oh, come on. 
And like, he was like, anytime he moved, he's like, ah, he hurt. Man. He's hurting, right? But he just laid there. <laughs> he just laid there. Wow. So I, I, I said, oh man, that was cold when y'all did him like that. So he came up to me. <laughs> Next thing I know, the leader, I said, but I just want to know one thing. You you stay over there in uh, uh um what was it the uh, Benjamin Mays or uh no Mitchell Hall that's the athlete dorm. Right. I said uh you stay you stay there. Yeah. I said, what what's your room number? Three nineteen. Oh okay. All right, man. Do what y'all gotta do. Uh, uh, the smart <laughs> one was like this. Uh, why why you got why you gotta know which room you had on? I said because when y'all put me in here uh. It's going to be some stuff. I, I'm going to the hospital. You're going to the hospital. Somebody's going to the hospital. But when we get out, I'm going to come knock on the door. And I'm going to bust a cap in your ass. Okay? <laughs> now, I never shot a gun in my life. <laughs> straight DC <laughs> on. And then somebody like that. Hey. That fool crazy. That's going to that Mustang from DC. They said, oh, man. And they broke. <laughs> you gotta be able to think yourself out of situations. It ain't about this all the time. Right. Especially right. I like, concur. It sounds like that. It sounds like you were able to talk your way into or out of whatever you wanted to. See, I know that's why we click. <laughs> that's that's right there. And, and on that note, like we gonna we gonna wrap this one up. That's a good good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. uh we're gonna come right back with some more. And we wanna really let's let's get into your young adult life. Like I know you, you got so much. Like, it's, it's so much. It's like, how do, how do we cover it all? But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Been, been blessed. Been blessed, but, but also trying to look forward to uh, next adventure, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. The Rule of the Love Show with the Robinson Boys. Join the Rooted in Love Show next week for more with William C. Lindsay, hosted by Mario, Gerald, and Angela Robinson.